What it do? Hi. Oh, you sound so excited. You know, the topic of today is just very, you know, it's very interesting. It is actually. The more you look at it, it's like, wow. So, hey guys, we hope you've all been doing amazing or at the very least doing okay you know 2021 has been i feel like it's been a bit of a crazy start um yeah but like you know y'all got this and you know welcome to a new episode we really think you're gonna love this one uh space cadets may you please do the honors of uh saying what <laughs> what's gonna be the main focus of Oh, <laughs> okay. So we're gonna be talking about what it's like living in an African household, and I'm sure majority of our listeners can relate. If not, then something new you can learn, you know. Yes, and also I was actually um, very pleased. I was looking at the statistics for the podcast, and yo, like we have people from like various countries, like. Apart from Tanzania, and I was really, like, oh, yeah, I was like, God damn, like, bitch, like, we're international, period. <laughs> period. <laughs> so, we love y'all for listening wherever you're from, you know. Um, I think we're going to enjoy. So, yes, African households. Do you want to start, or should you know what? I'm going to start because I got a lot to say about this point. So, yes, I be seeing, you know, if you're on Black Twitter, like, you'll be seeing all these, you know, jokes about how, you know, like, you do something like your mom's going to, like, beat your ass or something like that. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. that this is so real. Like, abuse as, like, a form of discipline is so fucking major. Like, in so many, if not most, black households, especially in Africa, and it's like super concerning. Like, okay, fine, you can try to understand that. Maybe, okay, fine, the parents, they were also like, you know, physically abused as kids, they didn't realize it was right. But, like, you know, the fact that it's getting passed on, like, goddamn, like, I remember those days, like, you know, you get a, you get a, terrible beating and like you'll be thinking of like fucking leaving the house or like you'll be thinking of looking for ways to get adopted because that shit was deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i remember <laughs> i saw this one meme it was like yeah imagine like like you know you get beat up and then like you're crying and they're like yeah like why are you crying do something to cry about or you cry so hard you end up falling asleep then like th- like your parents they won't even apologize like your mom would just come to your room and be like, yeah, food is ready. Like, God, like, bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Because I think this abuse shit, like, oh, my God. Like, it's so wrong. But we always be, we're always making jokes about this shit. Um, In my opinion, like, there is corporal punishment where you do beat your child if they did something wrong. But I think it's also important you let your child know 
what they did was wrong, right? Rather than just beating them because you're angry and you're looking for a way to exert your anger. Like, let's say your child pisses you off and you're like, this child is annoying. Let me just beat them because I am in a position of higher power. So they will listen to me because I am bigger, stronger than them. And I can beat the shit out of them. And they will listen, not because they want to, but because they're scared of not listening to you. They're scared of consequences. So now you haven't actually taught them anything. You've just instilled fear into their minds that if they do this certain thing, they will get severely punished for it. Rather than explaining, this is what you did wrong, and this is the consequences, and this is why you shouldn't do it, your initial response is, let me beat her because I'm angry right now. She's pissing me off. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. There's a way you're to really, go about this. You really brought out, like, I don't know, your therapist shit, like, today. Like, goddamn, like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you're right. That's oh my god you're right that, that's completely right like that's true like like african parents they got issues like i've been thinking y'all need to go to therapy like oh mm. my god that yeah and i feel like it's also sad because some of you know your peers you also see them talking about how they'll beat their child if they're not disciplined and i'm like you know that tiktok mm. that tiktok friend like you know that sound it goes like you're a victim right yeah i'm always like you know what you're yeah. like how are you how are you going to continue like this cycle like i'm always telling people yeah i like i am not gonna like continue the cycle like i'm not gonna beat my children if i have any like that's wrong like if they did something wrong you need to talk to them about it like properly like beating them doesn't solve anything you're literally just being like you're like you're yielding trauma so it's just not right. And people yeah. are looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, is it really that much of a crazy concept? And I think, like, okay, abuse as a form of discipline is very, like, deep in African society. Even at schools, like, as a primary kid, like, I think there's just one punishment. Like, you put out your hand or something, and, like, I don't And they beat yeah, you. And yeah, and that shit hurt. Or... Sometimes, like, they pinch you. Oh, my God. Whew, that, that shit. That shit was scary. But <laughs> did your school also beat people? Have you ever asked or, like, okay. have you ever wondered if the reason why people just immediately go into beating their child is just because it's easy? It's the easiest form of punishment. Like, I can just pinch a child and then they'll stop doing what they were doing, right? Rather than sitting and talking to them. Do you ever think that it's just people do it because it's such an easier approach in form of discipline? Yeah, because if if they have to talk to their child, that means they have to actually, like, you know, know how to communicate. And, you know, these niggas don't, don't have that fucking mm. ability. So, of course, they're going to resort to that. And, I don't know, I'd be praying for these parents um, I'd be praying for the kids of, you know, parents who, future parents who we're talking about, they're going to beat their kids because, like, they need help, like, major help. Um, I I think yeah. even in Tanzania, like, you know how international schools, like, the teachers are not allowed to beat kids? And every time I tell mm-hmm. my friends who are in NECTA, like, 
public schools, like I I tell them that we're not allowed to get beat, and they're always like, "What? That's crazy!" Like, how do y'all like you know how are the students like gonna listen? And I'm always like, "God damn!" Um, but yeah, it's just it's sad. Yeah, it really is. There's other ways. There's always another way. Okay, so I guess I should come up with some points, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so I was I was noticing that some well not all African households are pretty strict in regards to like the rules and regulations like you can't do this you can't go there but I also noticed like um the rules are a bit more lenient for guys rather than girls That is so true it just yeah dude like I yeah. Honestly, sometimes I try to think, like, where does this truly stem from? Because I feel like I I don't want to just say you know something random like I don't know colonization or whatever. I don't know. Like I really I still don't fully understand where it stems from, but it's really hard. Like boys are constantly put on the pedestal. Yeah. And it's like what the fuck, you know? Like these these men, especially these in Yemen, they don't even deserve it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, what's your experience been with that? Like, boys being put on, on a pedestal in African societies. Okay, so apart from boys being put on pedestals, I think the reason why African parents are strict is because they're trying to protect their kids from, you know, from drugs and from alcohol, which they believe is part of Western society or like Westernization. So they're trying not only to protect their child, but to maintain that same, you know, what they think African society is, which is respect and honor and and not doing any of those things. But it also stems from like religion and organized religion and beliefs that these sort of things like drinking and going out will corrupt your child. But yeah, in regards to men, I think it's because... um, safety number one right like women going out nowadays especially at night isn't safe and I can understand that some parents do that to protect their female well I shouldn't say female but to protect their daughter right but also it's just stem from if I protect my child if I put all these rules onto my daughter then I'm protecting her from the men out there that may or may not want to do horrid things to her. And so you're not actually helping. You're just enabling rape culture and and all that other shit. Girl, you woke up today and chose to speak straight facts. That is so true. Like, like, (laughs) oh my God. Like, these parents, like, by the same time, I think it's so sad. Like, I feel like a part of them feels... Uh, helpless when it comes to or trying to make a change so like mm. they're like okay I might as well just you know adapt and you know just try to keep it moving and it's really sad um, like and yeah. I do think it's gonna be a long ass time <laughs> before we start having these uh, fruitful conversations um, but it needs to happen like girl we this can't continue for the next like 
50 years, you know. Yeah. Another thing. It really is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sorry, okay. going. Um, Another thing that I think is just, like, one of the worst things ever. And I feel like many shouldn't relate back to just a lack of therapy but <laughs> so african parents yeah. like they love calling their their children lazy like like bitch i'm not lazy like i'm fucking depressed like my mom will literally come mm. to the room and she'll be like oh my god like it's so messy like you need to clean up blah blah and i'm like yeah okay like i'll do it tomorrow and she's like how, you had the whole day like what do you do it and like I can't be like yeah I like I like the mental and physical energy to do anything like bitch like I'm tired of <laughs> this fucking household mm. you know and like they don't they don't understand the whole depression depression thing like if you tell them you're depressed they're probably gonna be like okay you need to go to church like girl as if as if like prayers will save me from this depression like no so that just really yeah. sucks, and it also makes it really hard for African children to have um, to feel like they can trust their parents or like go to them with anything because they just won't understand. But at the same time, yeah. I'd be like, okay, fine, I understand. Like, I understand why my parents may not really understand me being depressed because, like, it's like. For them, it's like a very foreign concept, so I, I can see where they're coming from. But at the same time, I'm not gonna like excuse them for you know not being understanding and for just you know being annoying and all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's um from their perspective. If I'm Although, let me let me use my grandfather as an example. My grandfather has 12 siblings. He grew up with 12 siblings, and he was the eldest. So, obviously, you can expect that he had to lead, you know, and he was expected to do these things. He was expected to provide for his siblings. Even when he got his first job, he was expected to be there for them because they grew up in such a poor background. They didn't even have the opportunities to get like shoes even the simplest luxuries like getting shoes was hard so obviously there was that mentality for my grandfather to continuously work hard and never stop grinding like that was just his mentality because he knew he had to take care of not only like himself but 11 other people and his parents and then he gets married and then he has to take care of his wife and his kids and so now it's manifested in a way that he has so much anxiety, he has high blood pressure, right? But you won't hear him say this on his own, that I'm struggling with these things. But you can clearly tell that that whole pressure of having to do those things will really affect you. But I don't think he has that space or that, you know, the platform to say this is what I'm struggling with because I don't think he ever felt like he needed to do so. So I guess from from other African parents' perspective who have gone through those things, it's hard for them to see you as a child, seeing you sleeping all day and being like, what's wrong with this kid? Because in my day, I didn't do that. 
So it's really hard because they place expectations that they had onto you when it's a completely different generation. And I think that's the first thing they need to understand. It's a completely different generation from us. Yeah, like, you know, like, I feel like many of us do understand that. But, you know, it's just... I more like I think the feeling like me feeling bad for them is stronger than like wishing mm. things were different growing up and you know I just I, I really can't even imagine the amount of strength that was needed like it's just really sad like I feel like both parties deserve better um regardless of who yeah, was uh, victimized <laughs> but yeah i because you're you're dealing with with a generation that went through hardships and wasn't allowed to talk about it and then you're dealing with the new generation that also has hardships and wants to talk about it so now you have two opposite like opposite sides where one person wants to connect and talk about this and the other side is like no we never talked about this so why should we start now so it's a really hard bridge to like connect and and find a way to you know come together and be like how can we have these conversations or how can we be honest about this. Yeah, like I wish honestly I wish there was like one person like we could go to as like an African community and ask them how are we going to do this, you know? Cuz I think many times it just feels very much impossible. But I I mm. think a, a big part of me does have a lot of trust in our generation to do better, but I, I know nothing's going to get solved in, like... Okay, not nothing. I know not everything is going to get solved in, like, the next... Let's say, like... I was about to say 20 years now. Let's make it, like, 30, 40. But, yeah. you know, we'll get there. Mm. It's... Un- yeah. There's a lot of unresolved trauma. So my friend was actually telling me this, that a lot of previous generations have so much trauma they haven't fixed, and then they apply it onto us. You're dealing with their trauma, and then you're dealing with your own trauma that is a cause of their trauma, and you're trying to heal from a bunch of stuff that you didn't even know existed, but just came with your genetics. And so... Now you're dealing with the trauma of like alcoholism or you're dealing with trauma like ADHD and bipolar disorder and you're just trying to figure yourself out. But yeah, it's it's so complex to just put into one thing and understand. Yeah, that's true. And I do feel like the intergenerational trauma is very, very real. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like this shit is deeper than most people make it out to be. Yeah. What other thing did you experience growing up in an African household? Um, I, well, I grew up with my grandparents, so they took care of me for like eight years. So some of the things that have manifested in itself is just forced or organized religion where 
you know, your grandparents were born Lutheran, so automatically you are Lutheran, whether you like it or not. And you never really get the chance to question that. Or you never really get a chance to question and be like, but but why are we believing this? You know, why am I Christian? What is the background of all of that? So then you had to go to church every Sunday. You had to go to church meetings just because that was which was expected of you, right? And I think that's, that goes for a lot of other kids where you just grew up being Christian. And you're just like, but why? And they're just like, oh, it's because my grandfather was Christian and his grandfather's Christians. So yeah, there's that organized religion, which I think to this day still happens. I don't know. Dude, that is so true. Like, first of all, I am so mm-hmm. sorry you had to go through that. Um, second of all, <laughs> I can relate. Um, I feel like Roman Catholics are especially bad at that. Like, goddamn, like, these people, mm. even when you're, like, one minute away from exiting the womb, like, they're, like, going to come and try to try to baptize you. And it's yep. just, it's too much. Like, but, okay, don't get me wrong. Like, as a kid, like, goddamn, like, like, I was, like, hella religious. Like, you know those Sunday schools? Like, I used to go to Sunday school. I go my, I go my, um, community mm. Information and like I was in deep. Like I remember once I cried. I think I was like seven years old or eight years old. Like I cried because there was like this one Sunday we didn't go to church and I cried. Like who the fuck does? Oh no! (laughs) Like what the fuck was my dumbass on anyway? Um, it was it was. Yeah, I was crying because like. I was like, oh my god, we're not going to church. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, I was so fucking stressed out. And I apparently, like, loved going to church. Like, I was obsessed. And I think when I was around, like, was it 12-ish, I think? That's when, like, my love kind of died down. And, like, many questions started coming up for me. And then I was like, wait, I don't think, like, I want to be part of this, like, whole Catholic sector. Because, like... Many things just didn't sense to me, yeah. and I just I don't know it it was terrible. Like I remember, um, I was talking to my one of my friends once. She's actually a Protestant. Um, one thing I like about Protestants is mm-hmm. that they they're not automatically like baptized when they're like young. Like they're given time to actually explore the religion and decide if they want to like commit to it. And I think that's great. Like, even another one of my friends, I forgot what her Christian sector is, but she got baptized, like, a few months ago. Um, and I just I just love that in her Christian sector, like, they allow her to, um, like, decide if she wants to commit. Oh, wait, yeah, she's a Jehovah's Witness. I just remember, she's a Jehovah's Witness. So they're not, like, automatically, like, you know, forced into it from birth, like, she was given time to, like, decide, and yeah. I love that, and, like, I don't know, like, I just, I feel so robbed that I didn't get a chance to have that, like, I was really just born, and they were like, yeah, okay, you're Catholic, and I was like, okay, and the even worse than that is that many African parents don't even realize, like, we're over it, like, my mom, 
be making me go to church every fucking Sunday. Like, bitch, do you not read confused? Like, there's yeah. a reason why I won't try to do this shit. There's a reason I don't care about, like, I don't know, she's always doing the most for church. Like, you know, these niggas be dressing, like, as fuck. Like, you know, I don't know, because it is in the end, like, African parents really care about how they look, you know, and how the children look. So they be dressing, like, for church, like, doing the most. But for me, like, as long as I'm dressed appropriately, like, I'll just go. Like, I'm not about to pull out my best looking clothes for church, no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, apart from that, like, <laughs> it's just, it's just really, like, fucking annoying that my mom still has not caught on. Like, she's always, like, thinking if I go off to university that, like, I'm gonna be going to church every Sunday. Like, girl, I'm not gonna do that. Like, if anything, to relieve myself of the Catholic guilt, like, maybe I'll go to church on Christmas or, like, Easter, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I think I just, I, I, this is gonna sound corny as hell, but I fell out of love with the Catholic church, girl. Like, it has been okay, and uh, even the shit they say in church is so fucking whack, but Let's not talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> would would you ever? Will you ever eventually tell your parents that you you don't really like? You don't really feel like a part of the religion you're in. Um. So actually, once I grew up, I kind of like questioned Christianity a lot, and then. You know, we went to a regular Lutheran church where there was a lot of, like, rules and you had to follow the system. And then I kind of, like, discovered, like, a completely different church. It's called God's Tribe. And they kind of just reinvented or, like, they just kind of changed how I saw Christianity. Because, mind you, the whole rule of wearing strict, tight clothing wasn't really an issue for them you can go to church in sweats and a shirt and you're good to go um the idea of having to go to church in a building was also something that was you know demolished like oh you have to go to church every day church can be you and three other people just exploring your faith and having a relationship with god um and it's also non-denominational so we're not really based on faith on like, oh, this is Lutheran, this is Roman Catholic. No, this is just us having a relationship with God and us building that relationship with God. And so you have a bunch of people in the church who are always ready to listen to you, who are ready to talk to you, who are ready to help you grow if you want to. If you have doubts, you can always ask the pastor. We literally had a sermon about questions asked about Christianity. And we talked about it and we had a discussion And, you know, it happened, like, we address those questions that people typically have in Christian faith. And if not, we have meetings afterwards. You know, there's always a chance to connect whether you want to or not. So it kind of just changed my whole perspective on how church is supposed to be. Right now, it's just a bunch of people that love God and want to have a relationship with God that come together and just worship. And so now it's no longer this strict view of, like, you must dress and look a certain way. But it's just a community, and that's all that it is, right? So, yeah, I think it has changed my entire perspective. But, yeah. I agree. Like, we, I think that's a big thing to have. Like, we need to redefine, like you said, um, like, 
going to church meaning that you need to go to this big building with like a bunch of people like really sometimes you can just mean having that little thing you know and that's so true and like i don't know why african parents are so obsessed with the idea of going to this i don't know building um (laughs) or else they'll feel like invalid like try telling them like people just pray at home like they'll feel like they're gonna go to hell uh, <laughs> because they didn't go to some big ass music <laughs> on one Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that yeah. shit so funny. But do you also think like African parents just do these things because they are trying to please society or expectations that they think they should follow in societal norms? Because it is a societal norm in African context. To go to church and dress up. That's a societal norm that has been passed down from, you know, it's passed down from slavery. Yeah. So the reason why black people really go all out on Sunday to church is because they were not allowed to wear really nice clothes on day to day basis. It was only on Sunday when they were allowed to dress in their best outfits. So every Sunday at church, you would find them wearing the most exquisite outfits in their closet. And now it's been passed down from generation to generation to this day. You have African aunties who come in with a huge ass hat and a huge ass skirt because they need to look presentable. Damn, I didn't know it was that deep. I didn't know about the whole Sunday thing. Um, But (laughs) yeah, imagine, I guess. Um. Yeah, I do think that that's definitely like a major reason, but also like I think colonization was also pretty major because you know when the colonizers uh, came, like they were really pushing the whole Christianity um, narrative. Like it was pushed in hard. In fact, like goddamn. Um, so I think that's also like, yeah. another another factor as well, um, and it's just. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like I feel like many Africans don't even really realize that's like the reason also for like I guess the obsession. Um and I feel like the obsession it sounds so bad of a god. Okay. So this is a disclaimer. Like if you're Christian and like you know, you love the church, um <laughs> and all that, like, you know, I support that, you know, that's fine. Um, I I just think for many Africans, I do agree like what you said, like many Africans also do things just because like all societal expectations and like many Africans go to church, like they don't even really live like according to like, you know, I guess how a decent Christian should live. Like these people, like you'll find them worshiping mm. God in church like on a Sunday and like the night before, like they were at Maison, like, cheating on their fucking wife. Like, girl, um, (laughs) or, like, like, they were, they were cheating on their fiancé or something, like, like, give it a rest. And, like, I don't know, that's just so funny to me, and it's just, like, even this whole, like, thing about how, I don't like how Jesus is, like, portrayed as white, um, like, you know, ever eternal, like, Jesus, like, seen as white, and like it's just fucking crazy like i always i always feel so fucking colonized when i see that shit like 
I don't know. Have you? I don't know if you've ever been to St. Peter's, but like, it's this church in like Oyster Bay. I used to go to it all the time. Kid, and even though I mm-hmm. love the church and the vibes, um, like when you enter, like at the front, like there's this like big ass mural of like white Jesus, and oh my god, I swear, I see that shit, and I'm like, oh my god, bitch, colonialism, and <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> like I can't fucking do it, like. Once it's like can't take shit seriously in church, like oh my god, like y'all come here to pray to this white man. Oh my god. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know, if if anything <laughs> Like, if anything, I think they need to, like, drop this narrative of, like, Jesus being a white man. Um, yeah. So, that really bothers me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Okay, apart from, like, negative things, do we have anything positive about living in an African household? Something that's, like, hmm, maybe cultural or, like, family... Um, hell yeah. So, in African households, like, the food's always gonna be good. Let's go live. Like, like, period. One thing I loved about going to Africa, like, the food was always hitting. Like, oh my god. And I was talking about this with my friend yesterday. Um, and we were, like, he's from, he's from Nepal. And we were just talking about our appreciation of spices. Like, oh my god. Like, spices mm-hmm. are so immaculate, and I just love it. And we were talking about how, you know, I always see these TikToks of, like, like white people, like, they'll season with, like, salt and pepper. And I just can't, like, oh my god. Like, girl, salt and pepper is not seasoning. Like, I, it's, it's something it simple, like, Maybe it's, like, only eggs, like, that's fine. Or maybe you have, like, an allergy to other spices. But, like, salt and pepper is just not enough. So I'm just really happy I got to grow up in a household where, like, you know, the spices were hitting, the food was hitting. Like, some Tanzanian foods I like, like, um, pilau hits, biryani hits, chismai hits. Even that simple walimaragi, if it's cooked right, that shit hits, especially with, like, a banana on the side. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> and for the non-Swahili speakers, Wali Maraga is basically just rice and beans. But yeah, rice, beans, and banana. Oh my god, that shit fucking slaps. So <laughs> yeah, for me, a big pro was the food. Like I can never complain about the food. Like that shit. Like moi, like chef, chef's kids, bitch. But <laughs> what? It, <laughs> what about you? What was your favorite thing? like, growing up in an African household? I think I like how rich our culture is. I love how rich our culture is. Our culture goes back to, like, so many different moments and so many different, like, just aspects of, like, you know, looking at our ancestors and the things they did and the things they went through and and the culture they had and the clothing and the food and just how rich it is and it just goes back years and years and years so 
I really love that. And the food, bitch. Pilau, period. Pilau is that bitch, you know. Okay. Ugali Maragi is that bitch. Oh my god, Ugali Maragi fucking slaps. Oh yeah, and did you see, like, I think this is worth bringing up in this episode. Like, on TikTok, apparently there's like a trend now for, like, um, white people or, like, um, yeah, white people, like, they they're just finding out about like ugali or what nigerians call fufu and like it's like they're going out and like trying out this shit and some of them like it's so funny like they'll try ugali bland and then like they'll spit that shit out and i'm like no doubt you're not gonna like water and like you know a type of flour mixed together plain like you're supposed to eat ugali with a soft fucking side and like <laughs> I don't know, that shit is just always so fucking funny to me. Like and that they're always so dramatic with it. They're like, oh my god, like is it like do they eat it like just like this? Like this shit is so plain, like oh my god, like it tastes so weird. Like girl. Um but yeah, I don't know. You eat it with <laughs> sauce and choosy girl. Yeah. Like you have it with like explain? chicken, choosy cuckoo. Yo, I heard some people eat ugali with kachumbali like just like that uh, what what yeah okay maybe it's no no i can't even excuse that that's so weird also I, that's so I weird i want to add um you made a really good point about the rich culture like you know like it's just so it's just so nice you know just to like sit down and like kind of know you know exactly where like your culture is coming from blah blah and like for me like I feel so nice knowing exactly what like my tribe is like it's just so nice and like just being able to visit and just learn everything like it's just it's it's a really nice feeling and yeah I think it culture is. just makes. I feel like it makes up for all the the bullshit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. It really does. Oh my god! I'm gonna forever love like kangas, diras, just anything that like has to represent my African culture. I am in love with diras. I can sleep in. You know how versatile diras are. You can sleep, do chores, do your homework. You can go out. You can go to the beach. You can go here. Just everywhere. Dude, I freaking love diras. Like, oh my god. Like, whoever came up with diras, they're going straight to heaven. Like, that shit. It's like the. Amen. the it's the best lounging outfit. Like, you can't even go out with it, like you said. The patterns are, like, so fucking pretty. Like, literally no right. I I definitely love African clothing. Like, and I, oh my god, I'm also obsessed with, like, the shikis. Like, I'm looking to grow my collection. Because <gasps> right now, I only have, like, three fucking dashikis. I need, like, ten. Um... <laughs> But, yeah, they're just so fucking pretty. And, like, you know, when you wear them, you just feel a, a certain way, you know? You feel you feel some type of way. And it, it's just, it just feels so nice. 
to just feel like you belong, like you're part of something bigger than yourself. Oh my god, that sounded so fucking deep. But (laughs) 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 yeah, we we love to fucking. Yeah, honestly, I, I've as much as there's so many things we need to discuss, there's still so much about it that's very beautiful. Like, there's so much, like, the culture and the people. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I do like how sometimes Tanzanians can be really nice, mm-hmm. even if it's a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. That That is, oh, my God, that is such a good point. I always, okay... I haven't been to every single African country, obviously, but like in my experience and from the few African countries I've been to, Tanzania is just so hospitable. Like people are so, people are so nice. Like they're always trying to say hi. They're trying to get to know you. Like it's just such a wholesome feeling. Like, like, oh my God. Like I don't even know why we're like this, but I love it so much. Like I always, yeah, and appreciated and seen and loved like oh my god oh my gosh yeah that is true I think I think there are good and bad parts to everything right but as long as we acknowledge both sides I think that's also like part of change just acknowledging that there is bad and there's good Oh my god, it's like it's like that that picture like of the I think it's a yin yang symbol, like the bad, the good and like like put it together like this is life. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know why that <laughs> that came up in my head, but yeah. <laughs> that was so random, I'm so sorry. But yeah, that is um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm really hoping I, I don't know if I should hope or pray or manifest or like I don't know. I'm I'm gonna to try to talk to my African relatives more, but like once we get over like the more deep shit and like actually acknowledge it, like Africa is gonna be like a hell of a powerful place, like mentally speak. Like yeah. good ment- as in like having good mental health. And I just I just can't wait for that. Like goddamn. And I don't know. I even though Africa be annoying as hell sometimes, like I do believe this continent is very special. You know, like we're the most diverse continent. We like we 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 be doing a lot, like you know, like it's just it's just so beautiful. Um and I, 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 I am I am proud to be African, okay? Um and yeah, we we love to see it. Uh I, in fact I, I'm waiting, like I'm counting down the days until I can get my African continent tattoo. Like, I need that. I just haven't decided if it's going to be, like... Oh, my God, you want to get one? Yeah, like, but I don't know if, like, I want to get, like, a super small one. Or, like, you know, like, those, like, small minimalist ones. Or if, like, I want to get, like, something, like, maybe medium-sized. But, like, I need to get that. Because, like, I don't know. I just feel like Africa is, like, so... Like, I just feel, like, so, like, you know... I don't even know the right English word to use for this, but I just, I love the motherland so much. Like, I would yeah. not want to be, like, I wouldn't want to be, like, from any other continent. Like, I love Africa too much. Um, The people, the 
the music, the dances. Oh my god, the fucking music, fucking Afrobeat. That shit fucking slaps. Bro, bro, I'm a piano slaps. Yo, Afrobeat <laughs> slaps. Bro, I'm listening to I'm a piano at fucking 2 a.m. and like practicing the fucking dance. Same. Like that shit, it just fucking hits. God damn, like, oh my god, like, oh my god. I love to fucking see it. <laughs> Alright, any other points you want to add? Apart from <clears throat> everything we've said, I just, I want to, I feel like I should remind, you know, all the Kenyan listeners, all the African listeners, that um, just, you know, it's okay if you, you know, hate your parents for, <laughs> why did I start it off that way? <laughs> If you find them annoying, if you find their habits annoying, you know. Um, it's okay if you can understand what they've been through, where they're coming from, and it's also okay to, like, you know, want them to do better, want them to change. Like, those things, those two things can coexist. Um, but, you know, yeah. from us to Africans to you other Africans, you know, just hang in there. Good good days are coming. Good days in the man and and yeah exactly bitch you know what in fact yo stream fucking good days by scissor that shit is fucking therapy like it it is it is it really is yeah it really is all my days yeah so that's that's those are the final words i've taken after listeners um and yeah i love y'all uh you know Love you guys so much. Always praying the best for all my Africans. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any final words? We really do. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say the same thing you said. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah. We, we, we fuck with you hard. <laughs> shout out to, like, all of our fucking listeners. Like, oh, my God. Like, we love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting this podcast, taking the time to listen to it. I checked the number of plays we have. We la- we have like over one hundred plays now, and like I know, I was, I was like, like "Oh my god!" Like I feel so fucking like heard, like <laughs> famous. <laughs> like I love it, and yeah, <laughs> we love to see you. We love you guys so much. Um, amazing, amazing. Uh, things are coming up we have some great ideas for this podcast and yeah as always if you guys have any suggestions or comments you're welcome to reach out to either space cadet or me africus um and yeah love you guys should we drop our instagram or should we not yes because yes okay space cadet go ahead drop your instagram Okay, mine mine is the realest, which is just R E L. Yes. R E A L E S S S T. How many S's is that? It's such a long name. Three S's. How many S's is that? Three. Okay. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and mine is Venusian Rosa. Um actually I'm pretty sure we can add this in the fucking comments. Yeah, we can like 
Oh, oh, wait. You know we're dumb. Damn. Okay. Bye, Space Cadets. See y'all soon. Bye, Apricus.